All right, you're good to go? Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talk to Danielle podcast. And I am your host, Danielle C. Baker. Before I introduce my next guest, uh, just the usual follow, like, subscribe to whichever channel you are listening or watching from. And uh, I will jump right in and introduce my guest, somebody that I just love the work that she does. Uh, we align a lot with the work that we do working with children and families. I have Ashley Blanco with me today and thank you so much Ashley for joining me today I'm, I'm really excited to have you on thank you so much Danielle for having me we're gonna have some fun today yes, absolutely because I see I see what you do and we're both <laughs> I think we're both kids at heart yes so yes we still very much nurture our, our inner child so this is going to be a lot of fun yay <laughs> yeah so before we start uh let's, let's give give us a, a brief uh history like your story share with us how you got to where you are today yes so i'm from san francisco i uh, i've been here well i'm in san bruno so just 20 minutes south now but i've been in um this area for all of my life minus five years. So I graduated from Howard University and Brown University and got my degrees in psychology and urban education policy. And funny thing is, I used to look down on people who worked in after-school care. I was like, that's not real work. And I don't know where I got that idea from. I thought the real work was, this is my mindset drenched in capitalism I thought the real work was portfolio management and being a director of a school and all of these things yeah. and funny enough because I had that idea I ended up working in after school care my first job after graduate school so I have been uh, with kids I've worked with all of the ages um up to well I've worked with all the ages except I don't work, really work with elders I get my wisdom from them but I don't do like geriatric coaching or anything like that and yeah. I have been an after school program provider um before and after school I've been a tutor in between I have been a children's ministry director and a case manager program coordinator and a family support specialist and in 2021 November 2021 I left the comfort of my full-time job in the school district as a family support specialist to explore the possibilities of self-employment, doing kids coaching and kids ages 8 to 18, working with their families and working with service providers. So being a coach for those who work with kids before and after school and some, some other stuff in between. So it's a yeah. lot, of, lot of good stuff. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, that is a very crucial age, the 8 to 18. We kind of focus a lot on early childhood and for, for obvious reasons, but there is a lot of uh, help needed and support needed for those ages as well. So it's wonderful work. And I, I've done the same, worked in before and after school programs and all of that. So I know exactly what you mean about that yes. image that is given to, to, to that line of work. And um, and what it actually is versus what it looks like, yes. and uh, what uh, what prompted you? What what did you? You know what what happened inside of you to say, okay, this is where I'm going to focus. Like you said, you're leaving a the comfort of a stable job that you know, and I'm jumping right in and and getting this started. Yes, you know, here's the thing. 
I I said, I cannot do this environment. I, I really enjoy the people I worked with. I still keep in contact with them. We have a great connections. But I could not bear to be in an environment where there was crisis to crisis and excuses around why we couldn't achieve certain goals. So mm -hmm. for that reason, I said, you know what? I've got to find out what more I can do besides here, what the limitations are. Yeah. And that was really the basis of why I departed from that role. But again, the people I worked with, I really enjoy them. Um, learn a lot from them, with them, still keep in touch. And even though I'm self-employed and I'm only employing myself, I do hope to have a team um, in the next you know, few years. It's I'm still a community co-worker. You know, my work doesn't happen unless somebody wants to work with me, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I still have to be approachable. I still have to <laughs> be flexible. I don't have somebody to work with with me that don't have any money. So mm -hmm. it's really a blessing. I was thinking about this a lot yesterday, which is the humility of doing the dream. You know, um, I feel such a tenderness and there's a few parts of it. One part is, wow, I really get to do this. Um, I know how it is to go month to month wondering and trying not to worry, but wondering where is this going to come from and um, how long will I have to wait for certain people to get back to me? The other part is I am being provided for, you know, and people are remembering me. So doing this work is such a humility to go out and say, hey, I've got an idea and I want to share this and I want to be a part of what you're doing and maybe we can enhance our work together by weaving in some things. It is so, um, the, the only word I can think of is humbling because you really do have to ground yourself and be like, and listen for what they need and want and listen for what you need and want and be honest about what's possible. So I'm very, I'm very grateful. I, and, it, and it's so much good stuff. I've got new kids coming in. I've got some contracts coming in with different cities. Um, so yeah. it's happening slowly but surely. But even just finding out how things work, you know, it, when you're in a nine to five, um, you can clock in, know you're going to get paid because you clocked in. And then you kind of can expect certain things and you can make excuses around why you can't do something because the protocol or the structure. Exactly. You know, exactly. and and I think that's good. I think we should be aware of what the limitations are. <laughs> At the same time, there's so much more to experience. And I'm not advocating everybody leave their job. I don't have any children. I'm not married. So I do have more flexibility in that regard. But it's, it's really um, an evolutionary process <laughs> being on this journey the last year. And every child teaches me how to coach them. Um, yeah. Every family teaches me just how they've opened up. I'm like, I remember I was doing family coaching and we went overtime, but I was just like, you know what? It's okay. We need to get through this part. <laughs> and I got in the car afterward and I'm a spiritual person. So I was talking to God on the way home and I just felt this tenderness. And I began to cry and I said, oh God, please don't take this away. <laughs> and I talked to my therapist. <laughs> 
<laughs> my therapist about it. She said, well, you know, God is good. And you were questioning whether, you know, that goodness would keep you in this work, you know, and, and knowing that, that I'm in this because the spirit the people, you know, mm-hmm. the desire to grow together. It's just, it is amazing. And I, it's tough, but I wouldn't choose, I wouldn't choose the comfort of my previous shop, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the uh, uncertainties and, yeah. and the added stress and the extra hours, you work a lot yeah. more when you're doing your own thing and you're, you're held accountable for what yes. you do. So. Yeah, and I think you you said something very pivotal there, where you say it's the spirit. It's it's a calling. It's yes. not you don't do this for the, the 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 fame, the glory, and the and and the salary. You do this because you see the need, and and it. I think that's not everybody's cut out for this kind of work. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, I I just uh, I've always that's why I love the work that you do because. You're glowing. Anybody that's watching the video uh, will see when you talk about it. You just light up, and that's how you know you're. You're just even if if sometimes we question ourselves on why am I, why am I doing this again. Uh, it just comes out when you're in the heat of the moment, when you're in in action. It just you, you just you're reminded, and you you said it. The kids teach us just as much yes. as we teach them, so it's rewarding in a sense. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because that was kind of leading up to my next question, where you work with children and you learn a lot from them. What would you say? A lot of uh, parents kind of believe that their children need a certain things, but oftentimes they need something else. So what would you say from your experience that the children need the most from their parents that we may not think? And we may not think of because we're so caught up in our adult world that we don't actually see. <laughs> you know, I I know this work does make me light up a lot. I'm like, whoa, I, I just feel it right here. <laughs> I think each parent will benefit from observing their child. Mm-hmm. And letting and playing with their child. Even if they're a teenager, I say the teenagers are toddlers too, just in a different body. <laughs> one of my uh, friend tours, yeah. friend and mentor taught me that, you know, they they still need that attention and that mm-hmm. connection and observing your child, um, playing with them and letting them lead the way, asking more questions. I think that it's very broad because I can't say it for this child, you need to do this and for this child, you need to do that. But I think mm-hmm. that parents need to just um, be more observant and curious because the moment you start to think you know your child is the moment you may find out you don't know them. <laughs> so just yeah. having that humility to be like, let me see the child from their eyes. Let me mm-hmm. let me ask some questions to where their world begins to open up to me. You know, right. There's um, one of the young people I work with in the family coaching setting. She's 12 and she's in there with her mom. You know, she revealed, I don't feel like I can be myself, which means I don't know who my true friends are. And her mom didn't know that. Her mom was thinking, she doesn't listen to me and she doesn't respect me. Yeah. <laughs> and the child is, doesn't even know who they are. 
and is looking for that validation, you know? And I said, so what do you want out of our time together? She said, I really would like my mom and my friends and I to be able to hang out together. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so insightful because again, the mom thought my child needs to respect me. She needs to respect these rules. She needs to respect herself. And I'm all for respect. (laughs) (laughs) And the child wants the people she enjoys to be together. And that is such an essential need. And I think with the way things are, especially in the United States, very fast paced, um, very disruptive at times, all of the input, we all need to be around people who love us and and to feel that security of like, you know what, even if I make a mistake, I'll be called in versus called out. You know, so, and that's something I would say to call your children in on their behavior instead of calling them out because calling out, you know, leads to embarrassment, shame, guilt, regret. Um, And those, those can be transformative in some ways, but when you call them in, it's like, if I have a stain on my pants, Danielle, I would want you to say, hey, Ashley. You know, you have a stain on your pants versus, Ashley, why did you walk in here with this stain on your pants? (laughs) Just like difference. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, That is is a very good point is uh, not assuming because then we're kind of in our body when we react like that and not assuming that we know what what they actually do need and, and kind of get that information from them uh, yeah it's very important it's not easy but because at first they're not going to want to talk that's that right. i know for a fact at first right. they'll be like why why are they prying but then eventually they open up so you just have to be a little patient um, you work a lot i've seen that and i i, I just love appreciate the work that you do on that is to help children find their purpose yeah. and it's something that is not taught at an early age, um, I mean, we work with adults who are still trying to find their purpose. So how would they teach that to their children? So what what would you say we need to focus on when we're helping children find their purpose? Mm, that's a great, uh, there's so many layers to it. One is the power of play. Um, what do they naturally enjoy doing? What are some of their habits? I remember being a little girl and my I you, I was very imaginative. So I was always talking out loud to myself and I had a classroom and I was always, you know, scolding these particular students and their names came to my mind the other day, Tane and Claudia. I was like, where did I get this name Tane from? <laughs> This is a weird name, but I, so Tane and Claudia, and then my dad walked in the room and I had passed out nearly a pack of binder paper and put it in a semicircle. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm teaching my class, daddy. And he just looked at me and walked out the room. And, but I was seven years old. I knew I was supposed to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now, moving forward in life, I was like, I don't want to do public education during the day. It's a lot of, you know, la, la, la. But to be able to be an educator in this realm now, that started from a very young age. So giving children the space to naturally explore um, in the realm of healthy and appropriate play. Um, I... I'm a strong proponent of supervision of children as much as I say observe them and 
ask some questions and let the world open up, you know, for them and for you, a tree is still a tree. You know, mm-hmm. a chair is still a chair. These are things that are not going to change. That's <laughs> so, <right. laughs> I'm not that new age now. It's still a chair. <laughs> but I, being able to um, create the environment that's physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually safe for children, that yeah. will help them to, you know, develop and, and just be outside. You know, don't don't have them on the screen too much. Mm-hmm. I'm not a parent. I feel this much of what parents feel every day when I say this has got to work because they're paying me. But the parent had the child and they're paying for everything. And they're like, this has got to work. You know, yeah. so I'm like, let me set this up to where there's a balance between the child being able to give and receive and me being able to give and receive. And when we look at what's natural for the child, um, what's fun, what benefits others, and they feel good doing it, I would say that's a pathway to purpose. You know, right. the purpose is multidimensional and it's going to show up in different phases. So just being open to see how it looks, like it could be a quality that expresses itself in different domains in different ways, but um, never assume it's just one thing because helping people is a huge thing, but there's so yeah. many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well that's that's funny and yeah, I like that you said that it's um it shows up in different ways so we just pay attention to it and don't get fixated on it because it may evolve into something else so that's wonderful uh you do a lot of work too on uh self-care self-awareness um and just setting children up for success uh, Again, something that we don't learn early on and we struggle through our teen years and our yeah. adult years to figure that out on our own. But you open that world up to uh, to the children and their families. So what would you say? Are there any kind of steps that parents could take to set their children up for success in, in all areas of their lives? Yeah, you know, one of them is um, a time for journaling and reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the child is not able to write, um, just saying, you know, what do we enjoy about today? Doing a, a debrief at the end of the day. What's a challenge we had today? And what do we want to do differently tomorrow? And just setting up that time to discuss. And then helps the child to think about, huh, you know, what a challenge, but it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. And then with visioning and values, um, putting stuff on the wall, you know, like what's important to us and putting sticky notes like, I really enjoy this time with us together or, you know, we need to call these next five people this week just to say hi. Like reminding them of their connection to the world. Um, What I'm getting at here is making a routine out of connection because Mm. many of us are still feeling isolated and lonely and there's a lot of economic insecurity for many of us. You know, I grew up in a uh, low-income family, experienced homelessness, and we were always on the go. There were some people who I just, I give thanks for them and walk with them every day because they stepped in to just you know, take my sister and I for ice cream or, mm-hmm. you know, we came, they would pick us up and we go play at the park or whatever the case may be. 
And for families who are in transition of any sort, being able to reflect on, you know, what did you enjoy today? What, what was something that surprised you today? You know, those type of things help us to internalize the moment in a deeper way. And then we can remember, hey, remember when we had a really hard day, but we wrapped it up with a you know, just laying on the floor and we did starfish, you know, on the floor. And, it can, and I'm kind of silly in that way. It was just kind of silly, but it, those are the things that you remember. You know? Yeah. So. so true. That is so true. Especially children, they remember the mem- those memories, not yeah. the whatever happened around it, but those, those special moments of connection. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even think about that, but you you mentioned it because we kind of take it for granted. We were not we weren't really part. We had a life before the pandemic, and a Yay. lot of the children didn't. That is all they know. So to make uh, connections a part of the routine, I, I really like that. I'm going to take note of that because yes. right, we've lost that in, in that short span of time. We've we have had an imbalance in in our connections. So it's very very important. Uh, Kind of leads me into another thing because you you mentioned the parents as well. You work with the families uh, to support the children, and how do you? What kind of advice would you give parents who are themselves struggling to keep a balance in their lives in in whatever shape or form? What advice would you give them to be able to help their children find the balance in their life mm-hmm. while they're struggling with their own? That's that's an obstacle. That's a challenge yeah. that parents face a lot. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I shared is with parents, like sometimes you're not going to be able to get away from your child when you need to do some self-care. So I say, okay, we're going to do this together. And it can be back-to-back breathing. I'm sitting on the ground and just breathing and being able to feel each other's heartbeat. You know, it can be, okay, we're going to give each other massages. And you, um, you mm. me first. Yeah. <laughs> and then you. <laughs> it can be, you know what, we're just going to lay on our backs and we're going to do some visual uh, visualization, you know. We're going to go to our favorite place right now. We're just going to say, you know, what, what we see, what we feel, what we hear. We're just going to make up a scene right now as we lay on our backs and relax. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're able to get away from their child, you know, and someone's in their, someone's taking care of their child, get, away, get off your phone. Do not recharge on your phone. Take take your deep belly breaths, drink your favorite healthy drink, (laughs) drink, you know, go jump in the water, whatever it is, but don't be on your phone because you go from overstimulation to understimulation or overstimulation. Then you feel like you didn't have a break. Mm -hmm. So just kind of, if you only get one hour or two hours, it's still two hours you know treat that like it's a vacation that you get this week you know yeah and really guard the time um and you know you can always work on your tone and give your child a break i always tell parents because the kids are off balance at times say less don't don't argue with that child don't you know 
And for children who just want to push the limits, push one of the parents I work with, her child wants to keep the lights on all night and be on her tablet and use up, you know, all the dishes and not wash a dish. I said, okay, remove the light bulbs because she doesn't know <laughs> boundaries. She has to eat off of paper plates. And the, the mom began to implement that. And the daughter was awakened by that, like, wait a second, who's this mom? You know, and I've been working with her for a few months. So her mom is, I mean, her daughter's become more aware of this um, more firm uh, mother she has now. But mm-hmm. setting those boundaries and sticking to it, do not give in to your child because you're tired. If they want yeah. to cry, let them cry. My mom used to let me cry. And now I understand why I need to get that out. I took a nap. I felt better. But she didn't have time because she had her own stresses. You know, not have time to be arguing with me at eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's important to set those values. And you, you, you again, you, you hit it on the head there with saying, don't give in because you're tired. Because when, especially when you're changing in behavior or if you're trying to teach your child something, because the minute you let something slide, you're starting all over again. You're exactly. right back to, to ground zero and you got to build it back up. So, and taking care of yourself with your child, you're teaching yes. your child yes. how to regulate because they learn from example. They don't learn from words. So it's right. that's like very, very important. I love that. Uh, can you share, can you share some transformations that you've seen from, with families that you worked with from beginning to end, any transformations that uh, uh, come to mind? You know, well, one of my, I, I call them my kids, but they're, I should say the students <laughs> in my program. One of them, we were in the program, I did a Declutter Your High Space program last year, actually at this time a year ago. And the little girl, well, she's 15, but she said at the time she had been bottling up her emotions for the last seven years. So that was half her life mm-hmm. at that point. And so she and I entered the coaching relationship and we focused a lot on um, naming her emotions and organizing her internal um, voice to respond to that worry so that she wouldn't just be the negative self-talk wouldn't just take over she could actually have a response so <clears throat> what we focused on a lot was her signature strengths combating those gremlin voices and yeah. finding her voice and I, I said I'll just call her Sarah her name's not Sarah I said Sarah did you feel that when you <laughs> said stop it I don't want to hear what you have to say. And she said, I felt that. And I said, the first time I didn't feel it, what changed? And she said, I, I could feel it coming from my heart. So just those that wow. um, energetic, like they call it somatic work, you know, but helping kids find their voice from the inside out. That is like, oh my goodness. And she's only done um, one cycle of coaching with me and she's still doing well, you know? So I was just like, that's Mm -hmm. great, you know? And I would share the notes and um, I always share family bonding, family child bonding opportunities because I'm all about keeping families together. Do not educate the child to isolate the child from their family. Keep the child with the family. Um, So that's one with one of my other children, 
Now, she and I, we're going to go into our third cycle. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, wow. This is so, this is my first time in this space doing this. And with her, her focus um, has changed so much. Like she's becoming more, <clears throat> more inclined to solve a problem without looking for the answer first. Like without looking for someone to give her the answer. A few weeks ago, she was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And her energy was really low and, you know, all of these things. And her her attitude was like, I could do it if I want to do it. I just don't feel like it. But now she's, you know, she's really bringing her energy up around those non-preferred tasks so she can do what she wants to because she has a good life. You know, she goes on trips with her family and she has her friends, but it's just doing those must-dos. So we're, we're, we're staying and, you know, on track with that. Oh, one more. Another <laughs> one with his finding his voice. So I would say, <clears throat> I'll call him um, Malik. I said, Malik, who are you? We worked on affirmations a lot. And he would say, I am kind. I am smart. I am interesting. And I said, okay. Now, what do you notice about your tone when you say that? And he says, I don't know. I said, okay, well, tell me again. And now we're going to do affirmations. What do you Take the whole alphabet and as quickly as you can in the next 30 seconds, fill in A for this, Z, whatever it is, B, C, D. And so he would still have that tone. So we worked on putting a period where the question mark was. I am this, I am this, I am this, I am this. And we only met three times, but by that third meeting, it was a new young man The way he spoke, the way he sat up in his chair, the way he smiled. And we worked on having a beginner's mindset so he wouldn't be so hard on himself for not, you know, achieving certain goals within the pandemic. But I was thinking of him yesterday. I saw his name in my journal and I was just like, (gasps) (laughs) there's so many. Okay, one more. I did two girls and I got to do two boys. One more boy. He is just, they're all my favorites. He and I, we are in the park together. And he is just, he's working on becoming more regulated in his emotional expression and his Mm -hmm. physical activity. And his teacher has said that his writing has improved because... He's taking, he's more calm and taking the time to do his work. Wow. I know. Which is like, this is what it's all about. Oh, wow. It just makes me like, uh, yeah. so thank you for reminding me of what the transformations are because I have to remind myself as well. They're so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, I love that when you said they're all my favorite, they really are when you work with children. They all have this unique aspect of them that just draws you in. And you're just like, this child has to succeed. There's there's yeah. no other way. This, and when you see that success come through, like you said, the, the handwriting, I would never thought yeah. that would affect the actual schoolwork just from 
just managing the, these emotions and these distractions that are created. From oh, it's beautiful. It is. <laughs> so, yes, that was gave me energy. I have some kids that I'll see to, well, stay in tomorrow. And I'm just like, wow. We're gonna mm-hmm. it is just planning for each one. Sometimes it feels like, oh no, I don't have enough time, but it's just like managing my own anxiety. Look, you can do this, you've been doing this, yeah. you are doing this, you know. But these kids yeah. are just so wonderful. They really are. Yeah. yeah, and that's how they teach us is, is to be in that moment and see it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put the focus on you now and see how do you find balance between work. I mean, you're 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 running. But, I mean, if you don't work, there's there's no income coming in. So, exactly. you know, the, the, life, the work life, the family life, the social life, all of that. How do you yeah. find the balance in all of that? You know, I make sure I move. I make sure I move. It's raining and windy right now in the Bay Area. So, and just over different parts of California. So I'm like, let me make sure I walk in between the rainfall. I've got to move. Um, yeah. I practice a work-play balance. Uh, work play rest balance instead of work life because work life sounds like what no there's gotta be more to it so i when it dries up i'll be getting on my skates again my sister was here we've been roller skating so that was so much fun um making sure i call people too because i get really into my work and i'm like ooh, let me remind people i love them you know so i send them messages um Making sure I show up for other people's dreams as well. You know, like we couldn't meet yesterday because of the power. It's like, I do not want her to think that this does not matter to me because it does matter to me. <laughs> Let me follow up. Um, if I speak the word, I have to keep the word, you know, so being very uh, careful of what I speak as far as commitments, because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person I feel bad if I say did something, unless I really can't do it. Like we could not meet because of power. And then the day went on, I was like, ah, oh, I need to get back to her. But um, yeah, just making sure that I, I keep what I speak, make sure that I move, um, make sure that I eat good meals with people that I love. Mm-hmm. And um I have a few things lined up to where I don't have to be attached to just one thing happening. And that's such a blessing. So being able to be grateful and like, I, I have a gratitude journal. I just write down what I'm grateful for, what makes me feel alive. And it, it kind of just flushes out all of this energy for more mm-hmm. good stuff to come in. So it's good. Oh, that's good. That That is very good. I love it. <laughs> And, you know, you said, you said, you know, remind yourself because you do get caught up in your work and, you know, remember to reach out to people. And you just made me think I haven't called my mom in so long. I need to call my mother. So right after this, I'm going to call my mom. (laughs) Can you, uh, do you have any, um, let's say, how am I going to word this? How do you, do you have advice or wisdom that you'd like to share that you wish you would have known sooner that to make your life easier? If you would have known this when you were younger, that would have opened up something different for you. Is there any type of advice like that you'd like to share? You know, I just, I'm reading this book right now, Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. And it's it's really, really good. Um, I wish I would have known earlier that I don't need to bring everybody into my Mm self-confidence. There are some people that you want to stay connected to because they're wise and they want to support you. That's completely different. But bringing people in to validate your self-confidence, like, 
don't let everybody into your confidence. Don't let everyone into your worth. There's no place for your worth is where you stand. Mm-hmm. Um, if I would have known that early on, I think it would have helped me to get rid of certain influences. But then you know what I have to say? God knew <laughs> I had to I had to grow through it, you know. Yeah. So I couldn't have known any earlier because given my life history, where would I have learned? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Oh, there's advice. Don't be so hard on yourself for what you didn't know, because where would you have learned it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Don't be hard on something, on yourself for something you didn't know. I love that. And those those people, like you said, that, that's something I've learned. I've, I've come to learn, too, is they were there to teach me a lesson. Yes. So you're grateful. At first, you're not necessarily grateful for, for having some people, but then you realize, no, I grew from this. So this is yeah. uh, it's great. Um, is there anything that you're working on right now anything new coming up that uh we get to look out for yeah you know what i just wanted to since i have one of my decks here tell me you love me without telling me you love me you can find this conversation at starter deck on www.risewhereyouare.com slash products and it comes with a bag and a sheet of activities to accompany the category. So there's six categories, inspiration, courage, gratitude, um, creativity, and two others I can't remember right now. But <laughs> tell me you love me without telling me you love me. It's all about generating positive emotions while getting to know each other. So getting those out there to people who are like, hey, let me, you know, let me deep in the conversation, either with yourself or one-on-one or with groups. They're, you know, age-appropriate, so kids can ask you the questions. And uh, there's some ways to dance around the questions, not like not answer them, or dance with the questions because it requires movement. So it's fun. Tell me you love me without telling me you love me. I love that. We need more more games like that just to... uh... Yeah, that's great. And that's wonderful because parents are just, I don't know how to open up a conversation with my kids or uh, I think that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get some. So I'll put the website in the comments and in the description as well. So people can have a look at it. And uh, before we wrap up, I always ask this question because I made a promise to a little girl that I would ask everybody uh, is what would you like to be when you grow up? Oh, what would I like to be? <laughs> I love this question. It's such a great question because now I'm like, I'm doing what I wanted to do, but there's still more for me to be. Wow. What would I like to be? You know, I would really, I don't know if it's something I would like to be, but something I would like to do. Oh, Mm -hmm. I want to make compostable bags out of the leaves I see on the street. Wow. I just want to find out how. And so it, it would be someone who's more of a nature person. That's who I, I want to be more of a nature person. But I want to find out all these leaves on the ground. What can they do? <laughs> you know, and, and then source lower income communities like, hey, put your bag in here so we can, you know. That's one of my dreams. That is such an ingenious idea. There's got to be a way around that. There's, There's got to be gotta, a way. That's, yeah, that's got to work. Oh, that is wonderful. 
<laughs> I just want to find out. I know someone's already doing it, but I just want to know. I just want to go through the process and know what. Yeah. You know, so. I love it. That's what I love asking this question because I've, I, th- I mean, I've only been doing this for almost six months now. So there's 20 something yeah. episodes and then I haven't had one one answer that that's the same i love it wow. just, uh, it's a question we ask children all the time but yes. to a- ask an adult is completely you see that inner struggle a little bit right. I'm, already, I'm already grown i'm already doing it but right. there's, there's always room to grow so i love it <laughs> i love it we, i'm gonna look into this 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 bag thing yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that one yes. <laughs> All right. Now, how can, before before we go, how can people see you at work? Because, I, I mean, you're, you're yes. active on social media. How can they follow you? How can they reach out to you if they want to work with you? Where can they see you work? Absolutely. So, risewhereyouare.com, R-I-S-E, where you are, Y-O-U-R. Spell it out completely, risewhereyouare.com. You can connect with me there. You can schedule consultation, we can talk about ways to work together, whether it's collaborating with your agency, working with your family, I'm all open. And my YouTube channel is Ashley the Kids Coach Blanco. And on Instagram, Ashley the Kids Coach. Oh, that's wonderful. And again, I'll I'll add those to the description and the comments below so people can reach out to you. I want to Thank you so much. I could talk to you all day. And uh, I'm glad that we got to connect. I love your work. And uh, again, everybody, don't forget to to like and follow uh, Ashley Blanco and the beautiful work that she does. Thank you again. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. I'm all excited. And for everybody listening or watching, don't forget to follow, like, or subscribe to any of the channels that you're listening to us from. And until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll talk soon.